0: Hello and welcome back to another week of Rooted! This week I'm coming at you with a short and slightly spooky episode to help us all get into the season just a tad early. We'll be digging into a pale parasite, the ghost pipe. The ghost pipe, or Monotropa uniflora, is an herbaceous perennial native to North America and some parts of South America and Asia. It's characterized by its ghostly white appearance and almost otherworldly looking blooms. It's got thick white stalks and a bell-like flower that droops down almost as if it's in mourning. At first glance, it's easy to think this might just be a mushroom, but it's actually a plant. It manages to be completely white because it actually doesn't contain any chlorophyll. I know what you're thinking. Don't all plants need chlorophyll to survive? Isn't that kind of the whole thing that makes them plants? Well, not exactly. See, these guys don't actually need chlorophyll as they've adapted to be an absolute scrub of the plant world, leaning on their mellow mushroomy friends, specifically the Relaceae family, to support them with everything they need without ever lifting a finger. As a literal parasite, Ghost Pipe gets away with this by simply intertwining their roots with the mycorrhizal network of their mushroom pals that they've worked super hard to build, taking the nutrients not only from their host fungus, but also from the other plants who are giving some of their energy to the network. This is kind of an amazing setup for Ghost Pipes, as they can have all the benefits of being a plant seeds, sustained growth, etc., without any of the hard work or character traits that go into it. As you might imagine, this means the ghost pipe can survive with little to no light, which makes it easy for them to thrive in the densely filled understories of the forest with virtually no competition. As the plant ages, it begins to bloom in the early spring, where it will be pollinated by bees, flies, and other bugs found in the understory. Interestingly, the biggest pollinator for these plants is actually the bumblebee, which I wouldn't have expected because ghost pipes seem so fragile and bumblebees aren't really known for their grace. But I kind of love the juxtaposition of the two. Once they've bloomed, typically after a rainfall, they get to work, developing fruit, standing up ever so taller as they do so. From there, fruit will dry and split open, making it so the ghost pipe can spread its seeds all over the forest floor in the stronger winds of autumn. After going to seed, the almost translucent ghost pipe begins to brown, getting to be more and more brittle as time goes on. While these guys might not be pulling their own weight in terms of actually providing for themselves, they kind of make up for it in stories and remedies. According to Cherokee legend, ghost pipes were sent from the great spirit to remind us all to work together and be less selfish. The story goes that in a time before selfishness, people lived in peace, sharing their hunting and fishing areas, resources, and space to ensure that everyone could live in harmony. However, once selfishness came about, the Cherokee people began to fight with their neighbors, eventually leading to countless arguments and suffering. One day, this all came to a head when two chiefs decided to have a meeting. They smoked a tobacco pipe, but instead of then reaching a peaceful agreement, which is what the pipe was meant to signify, they proceeded to fight for seven days straight. This is where the Great Spirit decided to step in. He'd seen the men taking advantage of the peace pipe and felt like something needed to be done to teach them a lesson. He looked at the men, their heads drooped in frustration, and decided the best thing to do was to turn them into what we now call ghost pipes. And now they bloom to serve as a reminder to us all not to be so selfish. In addition to being a great moral reminder, ghost pipe was also a favorite of Emily Dickinson, who is now often compared to the flower due to her reclusive and hauntingly beautiful nature. But our fun doesn't stop there. Ghost pipe was also commonly used as a sedative to treat restlessness, pain, anxiety, acute psychosis, inflammation, ulcers, and even gonorrhea. Most of these treatments were derived from the roots, which are needing to be harvested in the fall to ensure that there is an appropriate concentration of active chemicals. However, it's actually the juice that was once used to treat inflammation, ulcers, and gonorrhea. While those uses are super interesting, it's not recommended that you implement ghost pipe into your own treatment, as it can be toxic and getting the exact doses can be extremely tricky ghost flowers are as delicate as they look, which is why this week I'm asking you to refrain from kissing their heads, as lovely as I think it would be, as these flowers are super sensitive and even touching them can make them bruise and wilt. It's also for this reason that folks are asked not to pick or transplant them, as they do not move well and really struggle to survive when removed from their host. While we may not be able to kiss their heads, we can still absolutely gaze at them in awe wherever they pop up and be grateful for all the stories, remedies, and reminders that the ghost pipe brings our way. If you like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rooted.Pod, or on YouTube at Rooted.Podcast, And you can check out our website, RootedPod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Special thanks to Eric Kluxen for writing and performing our theme music. And of course, a special thank you to all of you for being here. Until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water.